a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We don't talk about We don't talk about Bruno from Disney's Oscar-winning film Encanto became a hit almost overnight. This weekend it was nominated for an AMA award as well as a Grammy. Now one of the voices from that iconic song is coming to Salt Lake City. Why? To light the world. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, it's not every day on Inside Sources that we get a real inside source. So when it comes to Hollywood <laughs> and the music industry, uh, many of you know the the name Adasa. And if not, your children and grandchildren uh, recognize her voice, of course, from the Disney hit Encanto. And uh, Adasa, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with you. Uh, well, let's let's uh, start with a, a big night for you last night. You were nominated for uh, an AMA award. You were there. Give us a, a little behind the scenes at the AMAs. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic last night. I mean, three AMA awards. Um, one of them we did take for Dos Ruguitas, you know, for uh, Encanto, and we were so exa- excited for Sebastian Yatra. But my highlight was when Pink performed Hopelessly Devoted to You because my husband and I absolutely love Olivia Newton-John. I mean, she's passed now, but her music will live on forever. And the cameras caught our moment of singing to each other, Hopelessly <laughs> Devoted to You, which we listen to every night. So <laughs> it's nice. It's captured in time now, and we're, we're part of that. Oh, I love that. And uh, you're, you're part of uh, a lot of magic in your music. Uh, obviously, being part of uh, a Disney magical moment uh, was a big thing as well. Give us a little of the story there for those who may not be familiar. Oh, my goodness. It has been such a whirlwind. I actually was... Uh, in the music industry for 20 years, and I traveled the world. I got to do songs with Pitbull and Daddy Yankee and Snoop Dogg, Sierra, and we did every venue from the Madison Square Garden to American Airlines Arena and toured with the special um, forces. And um, And then I, I retired, and then Disney just sent me an email based on a video that my husband and I did and we put on, and it wasn't like a viral thing or anything, but uh, they wanted me to audition for this film and I didn't know what film it was I just thought Disney yes I'm there <laughs> and it just happened to be Encanto and um, they asked me to be the voice of Dolores and working with Lin-Manuel Miranda was such a beautiful experience because Lin-Manuel has a vision of what he sees in these characters um, and once I had worked with Byron Howard and Jared Bush and they gave me instruction of what they felt for Dolores and how she spoke when I met with him I was like uh, I don't quite hear Dolores singing such a high voice, you know, because she's, everything's so intimate and she's so sensitive to all the sounds because of her superpower of super hearing. And so I asked him, show you what I'm thinking? And he's like, sure. And that's when I did. I associate him with the sound of falling sand. 
And that's what made it into the actual. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, now i got to ask you a couple questions I wasn't going to ask you. Uh, and that is, playing the voice of an animated character, uh, that has to be a different thing. You've been using your voice uh, for your whole career, and then... Uh, coming back to do this with with Disney, uh, give us a little sense of that. What is the how challenging is that to to play that role to do that uh, where you're really doing it for an animated character? I I am a very animated person, but during the times that I was um, being cast in this film, I also got sick with COVID and I almost died, and I it was a life changing experience. But I had to relearn how to speak and, and, and walk and talk at the same time because I went through some issues where it just really hurt my neurological system. And so I had to whisper talk to my kids just so I could communicate with them. So when I met with the directors and by then I had gotten a lot stronger and I was just feeling like a tiger going into it, you know, and I came in doing the lines nice and strong. And then they were like, well, we were really envisioning her as a soft character. Do you think, you know, you can do that. And I'm like, oh, I have experience because that's what I have lived talking that way and, and just being very quiet and intimate. So I just reverted to those moments where I would have to talk to my kids very lightly and please pick up your dishes. Oh, thank you so much. And oh, thank you so much for your hugs. Oh, you did so great on your homework. And so I just pictured that. And that's what I did with Dolores. So mm. when she would say a line, like the only one worried about the magic is you and the rats talking in the walls. Oh, and Lisa, I heard her eye twitching all night. <laughs> you know, it would just be that that place that I would go to. And uh, it was so much fun because hanging out with a group of incredible directors like Yvette Menino and, and Byron Howard and Jared Bush and having a casting director like Jamie Sparrow Roberts who gave me this incredible opportunity, I was able to find things of myself and open up in ways that I hadn't before. Mm. They give you a chance to just be a kid yeah. and, and jump and imagine because you're in a booth, but you're imagining there's walls falling and there's things happening and you're like, okay, <laughs> you got to go there. <laughs> you're in the booth, oh, you know? I love that. You, you, you mentioned your, your children and they're such a crucial part of your journey and your experience. And I also, I also love this idea that uh, you, you're the person that you play, Dolores, has this superpower of, of listening. Uh, and you had this experience both in terms of your own health and with your children where you had to go to those both softer voices, but better listening as well. Oh, my goodness. Did that. You know, as a Latina 
And I don't know if, if some people can relate. You know, you think that there's only one volume in which your kids will pay attention. You know, it's just a loud one. It's just a loud one. And um, I think that I had a tender mercy, I think, from Heavenly Father to teach me there was more than one way to speak to a child and they can actually listen. And so my household has become a quieter and more mm-hmm. uh, loving place since something so horrible happened because we had to learn to speak in a different way. And, and, and in a way, I think that's how the Holy Spirit talks to you. I mean, he's, he's whispers. He's not out there going, hey, pay attention, you know. <laughs> it's, it's very light. And so I had to learn to speak that way. And now even the dynamics of our home have changed. You know, if we want to be loud, it's because we're happy. It's because we're watching a film like Encanto and being excited. But, you know, there's different moments for different tones. And, uh, and that really helps. And we have seven kids. So it's pretty loud. <laughs> as it is at home. <laughs> that, that does not make you the uh, normal uh, red carpet uh, entrance. <laughs> no, no. Everybody usually freaks out. And um, between us, we both have seven. And my eldest, which is the only one I didn't give birth to, I, I'm his Latin mama. I absolutely love my son. And and the other ones right now, um, two flew the nest, and we have five babies at home. And I thought it was so funny. So when I met with the directors, I'm like, did you guys know we had five babies at home? Because Dolores says, tonight he wants five babies and i'm like we have five babies at home (laughs) so all of our adventures are with five babies at home right now oh i love that well most people don't talk about bruno but uh utah's been talking about you coming to utah and uh, we know on tuesday you're gonna be part of a a great thing uh over at the crossroads the the giving tree give us a little sense of that and what we can expect Oh, my goodness. It's such a beautiful thing because it's a moment for us to live outside of ourselves and give to something so beautiful, which is AIS, American Indian Services. And they provide scholarships and resources to Native American Indians. So when you're giving, you're giving not just out of your heart, but to something so crucial and so important so that others can live their dreams and their experiences and have things that they don't have right now. And I think that if we all come together and just give a little of what we have and share, it will make it so much more important and different in somebody else's life to make them come across new opportunities and have their eyes open to new experiences that they otherwise wouldn't if we wouldn't soften our hearts and be able to give. So I was so excited to be asked to be a part of this and I'm extremely ecstatic to do it in Salt Lake City, um, a place that my husband and I lived in for for about a year, and we loved it. We absolutely love Salt Lake, and to start there and and have everything, you know, rise from there, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, It is going to be an amazing day on Tuesday. It will be kicking off the opening of the Salt Lake City Giving Machines. It will be there at City Creek Center uh, both at noon and then at 5 p.m. We know the governor is going to be there and Mayor Mendenhall will be there. Uh, And this is just an opportunity. We always close out our show by saying you get every day you have to see something that inspires you have to say something that uplifts and do something that makes a difference and the the giving trees and this light the world uh, is an opportunity for everybody to do just that to do something that can make a difference absolutely and i think that it light the world also stands for us uniting the light that is within each and every single one of us and be able to put that together and create even more momentum within the love and the light that inspires each and every single one of us to shine bright every day.
Uh, Adasa, we appreciate your voice and uh, the light and energy and joy you bring to so many of us. And uh, you really have lit the world. And we look forward to having you help uh, light the world of the giving machine over there at City Creek on Tuesday at noon and at 5 p.m. Congratulations on your AMA nomination and for uh, getting up the day after and uh, joining us on the show today. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And now to the Grammys, because we're also nominated for three Grammys. So I will be there at 12 and at 5, and I will be singing some amazing songs. Come out, support this incredible cause, and light the world together. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Again, that's our uh, conversation with Adasa. Again, you can go over to City Creek Center tomorrow at noon or at 5 p.m. She's going to be performing there some of those magical numbers from Encanto and a great opportunity to focus on the giving machines there at City Creek Center. We're going to stay with that conversation a little bit. When we come back, we'll pick up with Carl Chenney talking about all the giving uh, machines around the world, the impact they're having. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.